So I'm glad that some people understand and get it yeah. because I, I'm honestly tired of explaining this to people. And for people who just don't say, oh, he's a sweet old man. He looks like a sweet old man. And mind you, this is something that I haven't really told anybody is that we, so when all this shit was going on, I was getting all the backlash and the hate from people in my inbox, wishing me, giving me death threats, all this bullshit because I eliminated him on the game. He reached out to me and said, I'm so sorry that you're going through all this stuff, you know, just all this nice give me some he gave me some uh words of encouragement and wisdom there and then he says well also thank you for making me look like this nice old man what's up everybody and welcome to the queerly black show i'm your host ashley and i'm so happy you came by the queerly black show aims to normalize the everyday existence of black lgbtqia plus individuals through an interview style series with regular folks like you and me so every week a new guest shares their story and unique perspective on their existence as an lgbtqia plus individual thank you for tuning in and make sure you subscribe download set your reminders to the podcast so you never miss an episode enjoy the show Welcome back to another episode of the Queerly Black Show. I'm your host, Ashley. I'm joined today by a very special guest. If you watch Squid Games, then I don't really need to introduce her. <laughs> you, I mean, if you knew, you know, player two through nine, I mean, you know, I don't really need to say anything. But for those who didn't watch, Felicia is here. We're going to talk to Felicia. Felicia, introduce yourself to the people. Hey, I am player 229 on from the Squid Game, the challenge, um, but I have a little bit more to share. I'm just not this one character you guys see, the crying, emotional person. <laughs> I actually am a real person. So I'm glad to have this platform that you have to share my story and get to know who I am, too. So thank you so much for allowing us queer Black people to actually speak our actual voices. So thank yeah. you so much. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I think it's super important because, I mean, obviously, a lot of times, just like myself, you know, we're introduced to um, different personalities through what is shared, whether it be through your personal platform or you're in your situation, a show, right? Which shows, I mean, there's 456 people. There's an hour per episode or something like that. Like, there's just such a limited amount of time to get to know one person. And then, of course, you know, they kind of skew it. To who they want to show and how much of that person they want to show and it was you know it's very obvious and so then you know there's obviously the critical parts where they kind of sh- highlight you and Ashley's relationship and certain yeah. things and whatever but it does definitely doesn't give us a good blueprint of who you are so that's why we're here today um particularly your journey in this yes. queer space um so the first question I always ask everybody is when did you know you like the ladies I don't know um I think it was when I first, I say when I first acted on it it was probably middle school. Um, I just knew that I was attracted to women um, or girls, I guess, at that time when I was young. Um, I was a big fan of Britney Spears. So I was obsessed with her and her look. Um, And maybe that's where my fatuation grew a little bit more. But um, middle school, um, you know, I think that's when kids, I guess, in general, just start to get to know their bodies a little bit more, um, get to know who they are a little bit more. Um, and so I would have a, this is kind of TMI, summer parties, and we, I would, we would just peck and kiss on the cheek, on the lips, and it was like that little stuff. Playing a little house. Just a little house, yeah. <laughs> um, and then, it, you know, obviously you have high school where I think where I probably it was just myself. I didn't know if I was a lesbian. I would just love people. Um, and I grew to 
more closer to women more than anything. Um, so I had like a little girlfriend, someone I would like enjoy my time with um, when I high in high school, but I didn't really have like a coming out type of vibe. Um, I don't, I guess I was blessed in this situation of, I just told my mom and my dad that, Hey, I was, you know, into women or I had a girlfriend and that was it. And they didn't really question me. They didn't say, when did this happen? Um, they just was like, okay, that's who you are. That's, and that's just, I guess who I've been since I was a kid, a free spirit, just kind of going and coming or whatever. Um, so yeah, that was just, it wasn't really a journey, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um, like I don't have the big, um, coming out party or anything like that. It was just my life. Um, and I'm so thankful to have people that are still with me. Like I have the connections with my parents and, um, and things like that. Cause I know that's a huge part of people's coming out story of there's relationships are being broken and I didn't have that. So I, I'm blessed to have the family that I did have, um, and friends that didn't take, you know, you know, me for who I liked, you know, and what I was doing, they didn't, you know, disassociate themselves with me. So, um, yeah, that's just, that's my story. <laughs> awesome. No, that's great. Cause you know, definitely people have, you know, more, more, more people have the opposite story than not, but yes. it's great to see that, you know, some people do have, they're just fine. It's good. And yeah. I think especially as a femme, um, because there's, it's so much easier to kind of just be like, oh, you know, I, I'll deal with that later. Like, I don't have to, yeah. you know, display my sexuality. How was your experience um, as a film, you know, with your, your parents and your family? It seemed like it was great. Um, have you ever had any experiences just as a film where people kind of are like not yeah. taking it serious? Yeah. I mean, still to this day. Right. Um, I have now even more people in my inbox, um, but even before Squid Game, people would be like, why are you a lesbian? Why are you get Like, what does that mean? Like, or you're too pretty to be. And I'm like, oh, what the hell? I'm just, it's confusing, right? Like, it's just so disgusting how people can just disregard like who you're in love with or who you love um, for something for themselves. And like, people just don't see it, I guess, because I'm a femme. Um, and, but a lot of it has to do with my wife too. She, she fights people all the time with, because she's more masculine. I wouldn't say she's a stud, um, but she just, cause she's a hundred percent, you know, if you get her there, she gets, she's like, oh, okay. But she's definitely presents more mask. And so people call her sir all the time. And I'm like, I get, I get really frustrated because like, you don't even take the time to even figure out who you're talking to. Um, and in 2023, it's just, it's just ridiculous. Um, I think we, everybody needs to do better. I personally need to do better, especially with pronouns and things like that. So it's not like I'm a hundred percent perfect. I think we all are here to, to learn and we need to grow and things change in life. Right. Like I know people are just not used to change, but they need to get with it. It's the times. Yes. Just get, get with it. Yeah. I always say like, cause I get the same thing. Like people, they're like, I always give the example of like Chipotle. I go to Chipotle, you know, they're like looking down at the thing and they're like, how you doing, sir? Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. Like, you know, man, it's just, I always say they'll just, they just don't take the time to load the profile. Like they yeah. don't even like, it's like, you got 70% and you're like, oh, actually yeah, a big set of boobs here. Like this is <laughs> <Yeah>. clearly, <laughs> clearly a woman. Right. Um, 
what is your yeah i mean because with the pronoun thing i i struggle with that too i had an episode like well, yeah. early on episode with uh who is actually a friend of mine now um the transgender guy and uh like at one point in there or two maybe even two i called him she not corrected myself immediately but um you know talk about just being in the community and kind of being yeah. seen in some ways as like this expert but still learning yourself yeah, it's hard. Um, it's not, it's not easy, right? This is not something I grew up with, right? And I do respect our allies that do take the time that they're way better than I am, a hundred percent, right? And I think we all need to learn from the people that are showing us this path. Um, it's just, it's just one of the, it's just difficult for me. I've never, it's something I've never had to do before, and so when I do come across people with different pronouns and what I assume. It's, it is challenging, but I do try to correct myself. And I think that's the biggest takeaway is like, yes, you know, it's, you know, we, we live in this world, things have changed and yeah, but I think as long as you're trying to make the change is what matters at the end of the day, right? So as long as you're, you say, I, you know, I saw, I'm sorry, I apologize. Cause people actually do commit suicide over people getting called the wrong thing. So it's not. For me, it's definitely not something I'm intentionally doing. It's, you know, and 100%, it's not just us. I would say if you have pronouns that are not all the way, um, how do I say this, noticeable, I guess. Yeah. Um, and that's also like your appearance. obvious. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Then definitely correct me because I, I would prefer that instead of you, you know, go, taking it the wrong way or, mm -hmm. um, you know, feeling some type of way about it later on, let me know it's upfront, right. And say like, you know what, I actually go by, um, you know, whatever pronoun. So, and I, I do appreciate so much and I feel so bad when I do it and I like, I'm like, oh shit, like, sorry. And then, but I appreciate it. Like, correct me, correct yeah. me a hundred percent. And I imagine for you, <laughs> that probably comes from your name. Because I, I watched yeah. your uh, Squid Games uh, intro tape and you're like, <laughs> so not to be confused with Felicia. Because yes. I imagine people probably mess your name up a lot. and All the time. Um, so for you, like being corrected, like if someone's like pronouns are wrong or, or something like that, it's not offensive. And I think to most people, it's like, yeah. hey, you know, I just prefer to be called something else, yes. right? Because to your point, we're all learning throughout this process. Um, and even like Kamala, she's a great example of that too. She always is like, when people kind of shorten their name, when they tell her her name, but then she, mm. they shorten it to like make it easier. She's like, no, what is your real name? You know, I want to say your name and right. other people should, you know, say your name too. So yeah, I mean, it's just a journey. We're all learning. Um, it's a very expensive um, uh, <laughs> uh, set of words that we're all learning. Um, yes. <laughs> so patience with even us in the queer community, we don't yes. all have it together. We're just all trying to operate with, with respect here. Yes. Um, so you have a beautiful family, um, and you. you know, wife, you're a military wife. You have a beautiful daughter, uh, talk about how you and your wife met. And, um, then we'll talk about how you guys started your family. <laughs> yeah. Um, I kind of stalked her for a hot minute. There you go. Um, <laughs> that's how you get them. Just keep be, be go after what you want, ladies. <laughs> <laughs> um no but I would see her around town uh we lived in the same city for a very long time and I would see her at clubs and whatnot and you know our circle's already small especially in Colorado it's even smaller and just to have a hip-hop type vibe definitely a lot smaller so um 
so yeah, I would see her out and I would ask her, Hey, are you with anybody? Are you, you know, single? She's like, Oh no, I'm at so-and-so. Oh no, I'm at so-and-so whatever. Fine. So this happened on multiple occasions while well, she was, um, with, she was in a relationship. I was in a relationship. We both ended our relationships. Um, not because of each other or anything like that, but just because things just didn't work out with our previous partners. And, um, one night I saw her, um, coming out of a skating rink and I was like, Oh, and talking to another group of friends where, you know, where are you going? Where is she going? Oh, we're talking about going to club Q, the one, the, the mass shooting that happened, um, is where we actually kind of started our whole thing. Um, and so she, I found out she was going, she actually didn't know that she was going until I was actually going. Um, and so it kind of was a little setup for our friends that they were like, okay, Felicia, you were going, Val's going. Um, and so she kind of said, our friend said the same thing to her is that Aunt Felicia was going. So then she wanted to go. So we kind of, we met up there to hopefully get to talk to each other. Um, and I asked the same question, Hey, are you with anybody? And she said, um, no, I'm not. And so pretty much from that point on, we made out the entire night and I really didn't want a relationship. Um, I just wanted to bang it out and call mm -hmm. it done. <laughs> mm -hmm. And then she was like, how about we have coffee instead? And I was like, like, oh, Fine. He got morals and values. <laughs> I know. I know. So we talked. I mean, we talked, and I just fell in love right then and there. Um, we talked for. We got out the club at like two a.m. Right, and we probably stayed up till six or seven in the morning just talking. And I think it was like over a holiday weekend, and so every single day she made the effort to want to see me again. Didn't have sex. Wanted to see me again. We would hang out. Um. And then I lived in Denver at this time. So she would come up to Denver sometimes. And then uh, finally, it was just kind of like, you just want to bring some clothes and just kick it. And that way you don't have to always drive back. And from there, she just stayed a little bit longer. And I pretty much pressured her to ask me to be her girlfriend. And she said, yeah. There you go. <laughs> Persistence. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but then, um, yeah, but then it from... From there, it was like a year later, we got married, you know, lesbian time, how we work. Yeah. Um, so I knew we knew what we wanted. Um, we had the same goals in mind. And yeah, so we were like, let's just do it. Uh, she proposed and we got married, I think, a couple months later. And, and yeah. Why do you think lesbian time is so much quicker than <laughs> regular time? Regular, regular heteronormative time. It's because we are already full of emotion right and we when women want something we want it now right we don't have time to be waiting we don't really have patience and I think just with all the emotions and how much love and all the stuff we can bring and give we just we click up really quick yeah do you feel like because I think with like this is interesting we lesbian time is very is a very good way to describe it <laughs> um with uh heteronormative time um with guys most of the time it's like we gotta have this like everything together like i i want my money right i want to have my yeah. house my career rah, 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 right well women are similar but love trumps all of that like if, if yes. like a woman falls in love she's like i don't care like forget all yeah. that like, well, I, <laughs> let's figure out us first before we like 
get actually our shit together yeah yeah like we'll, we'll just be, we'll have this situation <laughs> like we'll be married and then like we'll we'll figure that that part out yeah <laughs> yeah we'll figure out finances and shit that we're like oh shit we probably yeah. should have started this conversation way with before that we got together. yeah <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah i the, <laughs> yeah the, the the u-haul all that all that yes. stuff it just I mean, yeah, women are, I think, a little a little more decisive when it comes to that, too. Like, if you meet somebody that you feel like is like, okay, this person, this is like my person. Like, mm-hmm. you just move forward, st- full steam ahead versus like needing all these extra things to yep. be together. You're like, I'll figure all that out. But you're my person <laughs> and I might not come across you again. So, like, let's just make this happen. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Yeah, 100%. absolutely. Um, and so then you guys have a daughter. Um, talk yeah. about the process of conceiving your daughter. Did you carry? Did your wife carry? Yeah, I carried, um, and it was a rough, it was a rough, uh, journey. Um, it wasn't easy. And I, even for heterosexual relationships, that shit ain't easy either. Um, I think just, and please don't mark my words if I'm wrong, but if, you know, heterosexual relationships, they try to have a baby, it's even like 20% that they could even conceive. Um, so with science involved, you know, it's to help everything. Um, but still, it's still really low chances. And we tried, we knew we wanted a family. Um, and so we tried, I think maybe two years after we've been married, or maybe a year and a half after we've been married. And uh, we tried IUI, which was the less invasive, right? You didn't get pumped with a bunch of medication, which is a whole nother world. Um but so it was IUI is uterine, sorry, intrauterine insemination. And what they do is just what, what I call the turkey baster method, but they take a vial of sperm and then they take a catheter, put it that into your vagina through your cervix, and then they shoot the sperm through your, uh, to your uterus. And hopefully, you know, it works out. Uh, I think it obviously is time. So when you're ovulating and um, they try to make sure everything's matching up properly. So that's the less invasive. And we've probably done that five to six times. And it's not cheap. Sperm ain't cheap. No. Like yeah. it's not cheap. <laughs> it's even it's crazy how like, you know, people can get a load on their face, on their ass, Man. everything. But like, then can we, can we put that in a, a bottle <laughs> yeah. here? Can not that's like when y'all are done. <laughs> yeah, just when you get done, you can bottle that up there. for me. <laughs> but when you're in this relationship where you obviously cannot make sperm this shit is expensive mm-hmm. and like the whole and just not even that but it's like you having to pick who your donor is right that's a whole nother from a whole very of, limited selection yes and my wife is six foot she's korean she's german spanish like she's just uh what she calls um the american dream right she's just everything but she's really identifies with her korean side of um of her and so we can't, there's no, there's not really a lot of pickings for sperm that are six foot Koreans. Um, we've, you know, there's other Asian cultures like Chinese, um, but we, we don't have Chinese, right? Mm. So, I mean, from months to try to figure out who we want and it has to match up with, you know, my type of, uh, my body yeah. chemistry, right? Mm-hmm. And so it's just, that struggle alone finally we find somebody and then it just doesn't work out Mm -hmm. and you're like what the hell um and for context people these these vials are like if you go to a good (laughs) reputable bank right so we we uh i think ours were like 
$1,200 each. Now that's just mm -hmm. the sperm. That's not the storage. That's not sending it to your doctor's office. Like that's none of that. That's not the records. Yeah. If you want to see more information about the person. Right. So just for context, while she's telling you guys, it's like five to six times of not working. Multiply that by, like, you I, know, say, like, I, I probably spent plus the procedure. From... So that's just yes. the sperm. Then you got to pay the doctor for the procedure. So yes. yeah, yes. keep going. <laughs> it's about five grand. I would say about average that we would spend on just like you said, everything, even the, including the procedure. Um, extra testing if we wanted it. Yep. Um, so we did that five to six times, didn't work out. So our doctor at the time um, was like, well, you know what? We're not gonna keep doing IUI, we have to go IVF. And we were like, we don't understand what's wrong. Like, I'm obviously this young adult, you know, they did all type of testing to verify that my fallopian tubes are flowing. Mm -hmm. um, and they're just like, we don't know. It just sometimes happens and sometimes it doesn't. And so they go IVF. We go IVF route, which is easy, $25,000. Yeah. Out the gate. Out the gate. <laughs> um, And it was just, I was ready and I was, but I didn't really want to do that, right? I didn't yeah. want to put my body full of stuff. And I still, I think I still have effects, like issues with just with all that, to hold those hormones and stuff. But um. Anywho, so getting pumped, you know, I think it's what, uh, maybe a two month period where you're pumping your body and all it is, is just my ovaries. I can just feel them when I'm walking. It's just, I'm in so much pain, like throughout, like to, towards the end of the cycle. And once they do retrieve my eggs, I have 28 of them, there which is go. like, everyone's like, great. Whoa. You know? Um, and so I'm excited. So then you wait like another, what week to get everything fertilized and whatever which ones actually looked good and and then I think I probably only had three eggs after that and I was like what the hell happened um so and out of those three eggs only one of them worked and so from 28 to one we're like we only have one chance some people are blessed to have multiple options right mm -hmm. like if one doesn't work they got you know four others you know whatever they can do I only had one shot um and we tried the one shot we did everything by the book um, and it didn't work. So we're out 25,000 and, or probably more than that. Um, we're so hurt. Right. So we just started bickering and started getting very nasty with each other because mm -hmm. one, I'm pissed off. I can't conceive, right? Like what the hell's wrong with my body? Um, and then two, she's just like, okay, let's do it again. Let's do it again. She wants, you know, we both want this family, but she's just kind of like, pushing me and I didn't have it no more. Um, and so we almost, and that's where we, when I said we went to the brink of divorce, because I just, I, I just didn't want to do it. Like I can't be with someone that's forcing me to do something I don't want to do at this time. Communication was probably the biggest yeah. thing. Um, we didn't have it at that moment. I was shut off. She was, we were, she was shut off. We just pretty much stopped talking about babies and just, try to go with the flow, but just things didn't work out. Um, so we kind of had a whole moment of like, I wouldn't say about two, three months where it was just really hard um, after not conceiving. And we were talking about getting a divorce. Finally, we were like, we don't want a divorce. Let's actually sit down and talk and like figure out what we want to do. Um, let's get to know each other a little bit better. Why are we not communicating? Why is this not working? Um, and so we did that. So we will focus on ourselves for about 
another year and a half, maybe two years. And we just loved one each other. We went out to concerts, we traveled, you know, all the things. And we fell in love again, pretty much. And we were like, okay, well, when we move, we're going to sell our house and pay off all this baby debt. And then we're going to find another house. So we had like a goal in mind and then we'll start over. And we did that. And as soon as we were in the house, I was like, okay, we're ready. I'm ready. Let's do it. <laughs> and, so, and so we went to another doctor and I would always say like, yeah, you know, if you have a doctor, you trust, but if you feel like at any point during the journey that somebody's not telling you right, or someone's just forcing you to do something, find other options, find other places. And I felt like that's what we were kind of given. We were getting pushed to do IVF, but other people went after talking to them were like, you didn't need to do that. You can do as many IUIs as you want to. It's your money. Mm -hmm. And I, at this clinic, I was getting pushed to do something I didn't want to do. Um, anyway, so then found this amazing, it was just a reproductive department of a, a huge hospital. And I'm so glad that they have this, um, and super sweet people. Staff were lovely. They explained everything. That was one thing I didn't know, uh, like why this clinic just wouldn't explain everything. Like I would have questions and they would seem like as if I would already know the answer. Um, or they were just nasty people, really, honestly. Yeah. But um, anyways, I went to this other doctor. We tried it once. IUI, we found uh, the donor. Everything was perfect. And that was it. We got pregnant. Um, I knew I was pregnant because TMI, my cervical mucus was a different, weird mm. color, texture, everything. I was like, this isn't normal. This, I'm pregnant. And we actually got inseminated on, uh, I think it was the 24th of December, um, which was obviously the day before Christmas. And, and yeah, so Zane, we've talked about different names. So my daughter's name is Zane and it means God's gift. And we just knew that like, okay, well, this is perfect because yeah. everything just works out. Um, and just the timing of everything was just like amazing. So anyway, uh, yeah, I, I couldn't wait the 12 weeks or whatever. I told everybody in the mama and <laughs> finally 12 weeks came and I was like, Oh, we made it like, mm -hmm. this is it. And, and I think I'm one and done after that. <laughs> How old so, yeah. is she? She's, she's two. She's okay. two. Yeah. She's That's in her, her, her fun twos, right? Yeah. We, uh, my son, he, he's 13 months and, uh, Aww. we still, we've, committed to waiting a little bit but um we you know I, I i think we we committed to wanting him to have a sibling but um yeah it's uh, <laughs> once they hear you'd be like ah there are days where i'd be like he could really be an only child and it could yeah. really be okay like yeah, but my wife has this fine. thing where she's like we need a daughter because like who's gonna take care of us when we're old because like sons just don't have like the <laughs> maternal like you know i'm like yeah. he'll be fine we'll be we'll be great he'll make sure we eat like we'll be clean, you know, we won't have all the bells and whistles, but yeah. we'll be all right. <laughs> you know, be fine. We'll pay for some health care. Like we'll be all right. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. I, um, yeah, I think we want it. I mean, I don't know if we talk about it now, like, babe, do you want to like have another one? But like, just, I'm just more asking just to see what she would say to see if it would change. But I think we're fine. We might be just Good. fine with just having the one, the yeah. one. And she's so full of life and energy and like, 
she is a huge personality on her own. I don't know even how anybody else would take up a space. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So what's, and I kind of explained this on the show is that, and maybe it got switched out of context a little bit. So it was my egg. Um, and we found a donor that obviously looked like my wife. And when she came out, you know, white baby. And I was like, okay, I was a little pink when I came out, but <laughs> she was white. I was like, oh, okay. Cause you don't know. And when, um, the donor, the, um, the bank that we went to, it was all anonymous. So we actually didn't see anything. Mm. Um, it was a Colorado bank and they have to be like in school. They have to have a degree or some, something like that. Um, and anyway, so she came out all white with a little bit of red hair. And we were like, what did we get? Cause it's not what we signed up for. <laughs> but no then I realized that when I looked at my baby pictures I had a little bit of red hair um and then light too sometimes I can see it but she looks identical to my wife and her baby pictures and it's like it's so amazing how that works out Mm -hmm. um and so she's our little blessing and I I'm just so thankful I wouldn't I would say this though how much I'm just so thankful. It's kind of like a catch 22. Cause I have to tell myself that I did this. I made this child. Yeah. And sometimes when her mouth or when she ignores me, I'm like, I made this. Yeah. I wanted yeah, I this. Yeah. <laughs> I asked for this. I went through a lot to get to this. <laughs> yeah, I know. And I'm like, I told her the other day, I was like, do you know what I went through to get to what, what yeah. you, get you? And she's just looking at me like, you are a wild child. She sure. don't care. No, she's like I didn't. You would think <laughs> you didn't. Th- you would think it would maybe be different. They don't care. Yeah. No, they don't. Not at all. <laughs> Not at all. Until they have their own kids. Yeah, it's thirty years down the line. So <laughs> you won't get the reciprocity on that for another thirty years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. So speaking of, um, you talked. You say you talked a little bit about this on the game. Um, we most of us discovered you from Squid Games. Um, so talk about your experience as player two two nine. Um, and yeah, you know. Just uh, dispel any myths that might be out there. I'm sure your comment, your inbox is probably going crazy as people are watching the show and like, yeah, just getting to the end. And so, just talk about your experience. Uh oh, yeah, <laughs> pull up a seat. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, well, I just, I honestly got on because I wanted to get on the circle. I was obsessed with the circle, mm-hmm. and when the pandemic hit, I was like, "Ooh, they need a season two. I immediately applied. And then I would sign up for like any other shows that would come out. Right. So I would just get like inboxed with like other shows. Well, uh, I think my daughter was like one and a half at, or one in like three months at this time. And I got an inbox or a message that says, Hey, are you competitive? Do you want $4.56 million squid game, the challenge? And I was like, what is this? Cause we all know squid game when that came out, how, crazy that whole thing was um and I I think everybody's tv or eyes were glued to the tv or Netflix when that was out right because you didn't expect it Mm -hmm. and so I was like hell yeah I'll play but are they really killing us because I'm not doing a sign up for that Mm -hmm. obviously they didn't um so I did the crazy video that you've seen and yes it's a hundred percent I mean, it's me, but I, I I took like two shots to make that because I was like, I am so nervous. What am I going to say? What am I going to do? Um, but it was like me elevated. Mm-hmm. I am very like crazy. I dance. I'm like fun. All that stuff is 100% me compared to what you saw. And that's just because it's a different game, right? You're, you're 
455 other players are looking at you. They want the same thing. Yeah, you're going to have to switch some things up. If I was that same person, I would have been eliminated immediately. Um, and so, yeah, I did red light, green light. Um, that first challenge, I didn't know if I was going to make it. And all I kept saying was like, Zane wants you to do this. Zane wants you to do this. So I just kept saying my daughter is for my daughters, for my daughters, for my daughter. And I would hold positions with my arms up for like 20 minutes. And I was like, why did I fuck? Why did I do that? That is so stupid. But I made it through and yeah, uh, made it to the next round and we got into dorms. And that's when the game started, like when the social experiment started. Um, people that you would see, it was weird. Like black people would hang out with black people and white people would hang out with white people. Men would start hanging out with men. The jocks would hang out with jocks. And it was like, what, what happened? Like what happened to the norm? Like the world I'm used to seeing of everyone's together in community. And you saw that happen closer to the end, but it was very like segregated. Um, and it's just crazy how just that you find comfort in those things. Right. Um, but so I kept my little happy ass in my bed the entire time as much as possible. Um, and I just watched, I peeped. I was actually really close with Jessie. Um, I don't know if anyone um, knows who that is. I can't remember her number. She's going to kill me. Um, she's the one that eliminated, was the first, or the captain, I guess, that eliminated 432 Brighton. Mm -hmm. And I was really close with her because we were in line together for red light, green light. And that's, kind of who you see bonded a little bit though was like the people that were in line together mostly of that red light green light um challenge we got lined up in in our numbers by hundreds so 200s all the way down to 299 and stuff like that um but yeah i i was very quiet the entire time um until like you just start to see things form, um, which was the male dominant alliance. That was huge. Um, it would grow every single day. And I think this comes out of like, there's 456 people, right? In this game show, they can't get everything, but they try to get some things, but it did sound like I was saying that because I'm a lesbian, I don't like male dominant people or like, I don't like men. Mm -hmm. And that's definitely not the case. Right. I love men. Men are great. Um, but if you're in a game, that's going to hurt me, right? Like if there's a male dominant alliance, that's going to yeah. hurt my game and what I have going on. And mind you, the game before that was in Warships and uh, people thought it was tug of war. So people were lining up for tug of war and there was like two to three other like male dominant lines, right? And there was one solid male line and that's because they figured it was tug of war and they didn't want women because they physically think possibly, or they think that women are physically weaker than them, right? Mm -hmm. So nobody's talking, talking about that sexist bullshit, mm -hmm. but everyone's talking about how I got Jack in the box and I eliminated three men. Well, yeah, I eliminated two men because they're the head of the male dominant alliance. And Rick, 232, is a hundred. Like, this man is wise as hell. Mm -hmm. um, he obviously knows how to play dachi. We already mm -hmm. saw that. But in the dorms, just everybody talks. And it's a, a the best game or the worst game of telephone because everything gets to you in like 20 to 30 minutes. Mm 
And people were talking about how he studied for the game, how he practiced Umbrella on Dalgana, how he knew marble games and how to win and like all this stuff. So he's a hundred percent a threat to me. He might look like a sweet old man. Yeah. And everybody's like the male it. version of Mai. Like yes, Mai was just 100%. like you don't even when she was <laughs> he was he was really good. Like he everybody loved him. Like it was just like it I, a lot of the decisions made sense to me. Obviously, people are like, oh, these were like the favorite some of the favorite people got eliminated of course like i mean 432 was like the head of the jocks like he was this like super you know like well yeah he's gotta go because he's anybody that was like a extreme personality got put out pretty quick because you're just you just kind of show your hand fast and people like okay yeah and if i don't know anybody but i but i know your loud mouth then (laughs) You gotta go, you know. You gotta go. And he was this sweet guy. The what were they? The Gangum Crew or whatever. Yeah, like, Gamble Gang. Yeah. Gamble Gang. There you go. You, yeah, man. Come on. You. <laughs> so I'm glad that some people understand and get it yeah. because I I'm honestly tired of explaining this to people. And for people just don't say, "Oh, he's a sweet old man." He looks like a sweet old man. And mm-hmm. mind you, this is something that I haven't really told anybody. Is that we so. When all of this shit was going on, I was getting all the backlash and the hate from people in my inbox, wishing me, giving me death threats, all this bullshit because I eliminated him on the game. He reached out to me and said, I'm so sorry that you're going through all this stuff. You know, just all this nice. Give me some, he gave me some uh, words of encouragement and wisdom there. And then he says, well, also thank you for making me look like this nice old man um, because I'm not. And so like he says it like I can if you want the receipts, I can screenshot it and send it, you know, but I was like, you know what, I know it's a game like I don't need to do all that to prove these people wrong. But at the end of the day, it's a fucking game. Like I think that's the thing people forget is that like (laughs) they fall in love with as a viewer, you fall in love with these people. And I I experienced the same thing, but I'm like, it's a game. Like you have to play the game. Like in you, you, there may be like short-term backlash for a person that you like in the game. Cause the first thing I thought was like, Oh shit, man, they about to tear (laughs) Felicia up after this. Like it, you, cause I'm like, okay, I'm more invested in you on the game versus these people. But I'm like, shit, this is not now she's got to go back out here with these people. And like, Mm -hmm. they're going to be like, Oh, she, you know? So it's like, that was really my, watching it like my fear was like oh my god man how is this gonna go like how's this gonna gonna try to get her out the first chance they get but then obviously um i got myself had to play marbles and that was that man that picnic was such a setup that was was so terrible everyone's like and i i just wish that it was they had cameras like big brother so you can kind of see what's happening but um no like we didn't think anything was going to happen we thought we were really getting a treat and you the reason why is we had back-to-back eliminations right and different tests and so we were like oh it's gonna have to be a treat like they cannot just like their track record was like okay elimination treat elimination treat and like obviously that wasn't the case and so I found the trap mind you though Ashley she kept wanting me to be with her and I kept saying no like I don't want to be with you I'm gonna go in the back leave me alone she's like it's just a treat you'll be fine you'll be fine I promise I don't, she might've set me up. I don't know, but we don't, we'll talk about it. But I, <laughs> but I, then, you know, I, that was my girl. I was like, all right, it might be a treat, whatever. And then we sat down. I immediately look in the, in the, the basket. Cause I like, this has to be a setup. I look at her and she looks at me and she said, put that shit back. That like, shit back. As, she was like, 
like as if it was just gonna disappear uh, like, um they don't uh, know we then, got it just put it back and then we started crying obviously we were both pissed and then she wanted to like just not play she wanted to um eliminate herself she's like i'm just gonna i'm just gonna just not play i'm gonna just let you have it and i was like no you can't do that and i wish they they would have showed this but um me and her had a whole talk of like you can't just not play the game because it's me and you like one of us is going to have to make this decision on like or play and then one of us is going to have to go forward i'm not going to allow you just to forfeit like there's no way um because what's going to happen is that she's going to forfeit and then she's going to be like damn I should have played and that's why I'm so glad they caught that part though when she did beat me in marbles mind you just so you guys know let me go backwards the girl is not athletic as shit she's hitting the cameraman with these marbles <laughs> the, mar the cameraman are ducking and then everyone's looking at her like okay you have to like try to aim to get it in the I'm when I'm throwing them I'm just I keep hitting the can and I'm like I, one of these are have to gonna sink one of these are gonna sink but nope hers just somehow just went in and that's why at the end of the game I she's like I wasn't supposed to win and I was like yes you were because obviously I was so close and she was just all over and scattered that like her one marble mattered um and she made it through she did her thing and it, it was her time to shine so I just said you better make it and you better get far it's like yeah. and it's like you better win but that's fine I'll take where I take fifth that's yeah fine. <laughs> yeah right right exactly what'd you think about her not taking that jump I love her for not taking the jump I know the story she was obviously like, like I know I know the story and how it looked it I it looked really bad and I boy was like <laughs> boop boop and yeah oh man I, I know it looks That was my really favorite game, by the way. That one had Last me going. Wednesday. I was like, oh, man. Oh, no. I know. It was Every rough. time somebody fell through, I was like, oh. And then TJ's ass. I was yeah. like, damn, you set, that, you set that yourself was, up for that That one. was crazy. So you say you understand why she didn't jump. I understand. I, I, her logic made sense to me. Um, and she was like, I ain't signed up for that. But then I was I was giving her hell because I was like, okay. When so she asked her everybody. No, so she... <laughs> So she didn't jump that time. He jumped again. He fell through. And then she had to take the jump. But that was her whole reason was because she was she had such an early number that she was going to have to do it. Like Either way. So she was kind of like, OK, well, whatever. But then <laughs> she was like ignoring that whole process. And then when she made it, then she was like, all right, come on. Everybody, all right. Every, every take me. Yeah. <laughs> but look, that's the thing. It's like anybody could have and that could have been such a cutthroat game 100 yeah. percent. everyone would be like no you take your jump you go like mm -hmm. and just like the dice game right and she could have but i think everybody understood her reasoning for it right like how everyone was blowing it up about the trade situation my ain't taking her jump for for anybody she mm -hmm. back at 20 Mm -hmm. uh i think sam wasn't taking his jump or nobody's jump he's back at 19 people that were sitting pretty in the you know 15 yeah they were like i ain't taking no jump hell no i ain't mm -hmm. about to overtake nobody but mm -hmm. if they really wanted to make it a cutthroat game like in dice they could have just been like uh, ashley or whoever we want this one person out and we're gonna roll whatever and if it's a six it's out you know what i mean they could have mm -hmm. but that wasn't the type of vibe and i think everybody like fans of the show which i'm so thankful for but they're the only ones that are really upset with anything like this happened a whole year and a half like a year ago so uh we're fine we're back 
in our normal spaces but like people are just so annoying and extra that like you're just yeah were you surprised by anything watching it back because obviously you probably saw a lot more that was happening that you didn't see while you're in the experiment you see like so much more that's happening was there anything that like surprised you or that you were like I had no idea that that was happening this entire time the first thing would have been the elimination that first happened with Muthi. Oh, uh, the, player in the 200. kitchen? Mm-hmm. When they were cooking? So, correct. I thought it was the twins. There was two these sets of twins. I think they're called the Michelle twins. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was them. Because usually when you go to chores, that's when shit starts to, like, bubble. <laughs> like Or, like, pop off. So, like... um. So I thought it was them because I was I heard some rumor about how Muti had like cut them in line for food. And I was like, they didn't really do that. Like they couldn't have like really eliminated this guy because of that. But I was like, shit, it's the game, right? Um, but yeah, I was surprised about that. Who did that? And then also I didn't know that 161 Lorenzo was actually stealing food. Mm. Because people, because all we saw was like, who took another food? um from production because you only one food is allowed mm. and um and so it was a huge thing but like we just thought maybe they miscounted but I didn't know people were actually stealing food from other people and his all hungry ass that's so savage um, I know but that's probably the only two things everything else I was witness for um except for when I didn't see I was really excited to see all the rest of the games I wasn't there for um but yeah, I, one other thing I guess would be like, I'm apparently a mouth breather and I just like sit with my mouth open. <laughs> I didn't know that. So. <laughs> Weird. That's, Seeing that's yourself on, on TV is just like, oh. Yeah. Um, do you guys get more than one outfit or do you wear that same outfit? Because my wife, we and my wife are watching it. She's like, their shoes are dirty already. It's only, <laughs> but I'm like, well, babe, like they're in the sand. Like the the, one of the first games is like, they're like in the dirt or like no 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 it was the uh after red light green light I'm like they're falling all over the floor like their shoes are (laughs) it's funny um my my sister asked me the same thing she's like did your guys' shoes come dirty and I was like no they were 100% white I don't know what the hell happened um but we were also in the tents holding for a while which was outside in the like that hangar area so there's just like dirt being kicked up and stuff um but no we only got one tracksuit so that was part of the, they'd break you down and they don't really show a, a good, um, and I think it's probably what they want um, viewers to not know. So that way, when you get into the games, if you want to ever do it, and I think you should probably do it in season two, but another talk here, um, is they break you down, right? The food is shit. Like the food that they didn't even highlight, um, <laughs> boiled chicken. It didn't look like you guys ate at all or used the bathroom or slept actually. I mean, you see people kind of laying out while they're recording, like while they show the thing, but like, they don't show like when you guys go to bed, is it like lights out? Is it like, I think actually they do say like, it's like lights out at some point or whatever, but yeah. So they break you down and I can kind of give you a little overview. So they break you down with the food. Some people went home. They were like, I can't do the food thing. Like that's, that's my thing. So three meals a day, they were unproportioned. So some people were either heavy set or muscular people that, food is their fuel, their everything. And they would have lower portions than I would, right? I might have a, a chicken breast and a half. Somebody might have a little piece of chicken. Um, they didn't really care. The, the vegetables were like, 
either really raw or like very undercooked or like overcooked. Um, and that was our three meals. It was just so bad. No salt, no hot sauce, no nothing. Um, and then sleep wise, they let us stay up as long as we really wanted to until like, unless we had like a big game or something like that, then they'll say, okay, time to shut it down. But we didn't know what time it was ever. So we are, we probably wake up at four to five in the morning and then we probably don't go to bed until like four or probably not four, but like, um, probably like 12 or 1am in, in the morning. So it's like, we don't really know because people are talking and they really just allow us to do whatever we want to until everyone gets into bed and everyone got into bed and that's when they'll just turn off the lights. But like, if people were still up and talking, they would just keep the lights on. Um, and people did shower. However, the shower conditions, it was community showers. Mm. Um, and they would allow us to change our underwear and our socks. It was the only two things that we were allowed to change. And it was absolutely disgusting. We would have to, I would shower with pretty much my socks on and take a shower. I have a two towels on the floor because I didn't want to touch the floor. And then I would shower and then change in the shower in the stalls and then that would be my life for you know two weeks and it was just everybody was coming and going and like yeah it was it was gross people were people were just disgusting yeah hair oh. the amount of hair i was like okay you guys need to do something i'm so glad that they did have tours but like people just needed to clean them after themselves nobody took a shit mind you for like two weeks they had to give us fiber bars because nobody was pooping and we started complaining. Like I haven't taken a poop in like a week. Like this is the problem, but they weren't feeding us enough fiber. Um, so yeah, they just broke us down. It was rough. Jeez. It was rough. Yeah. yeah. That's, 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 that's tough. Um, any advice for people who might want to audition for squid games? Any advice, any advice, like audition wise audition tape, just be, I know probably going to be what everybody says but be yourself but be elevated right they don't they really don't care honestly like how you know what you do for a living they don't really care about that they want to see how you're going to play the game and yeah if some of that goes back to what you do like for instance like finance you might be like I'm calculated I know how to pay attention to detail like certain like things like that um, so how are you going to win the game? Um, once you make it in, um, make sure all your medical stuff is up to date. Make sure you got no crazy shit on your social media because they will do a background and a, and a check like that um, and a credit check, I think. And um, once you make it all the way in, then I would just say, play your game. However you want to play, if you want to be your, you know, the villain be the villain be that outspoken villain so that way you can get your screen time um because not everyone was shown so if you want to do something do it if you want to do it make sure it's worth the while right just don't go in there and thinking that you're just going to get a pass because you might but then at the same time you also might not be shown so yeah. you want to make sure that you get some light a little bit yeah for sure definitely definitely all right so that's squid games guys um <laughs> auditions are for for the next season are open right now are you going are you doing your, it your audition tape ah what is the app ah. what do you <laughs> i don't know why not i, I would you know what i'll say this 
Um, I'll, I'll, I'll audition for it. If it's supposed to happen. And if okay. I get there and I'm like, ah. I'm gonna, the food sucks. I'm going home. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've done Habitat for Humanity. It's probably Ugh. a similar situation. It's, like, it's rough. <laughs> yeah. Mm. No, and, it, and I think just to kind of round that out, like, uh, for viewer's sake, um, when you watch a, a, a game like that, like that, those are obviously to your point, things that they don't show you. And it's like, imagine you're put yourself in this situation, right? I'm like a, a top, a high empathet. So I'm like, okay, if I were in this situation where I'm like in a dorm with like a thousand other people, I've literally no comfort. I had assumed you guys were only wearing that same outfit every day. Mm-hmm. I'm like, who knows how many times they're it's like staying. going to the, yeah, like, <laughs> It, it it just is I'm like man like you you'd not be the full version of yourself put it that way yeah. so you're in there and it's like this oh they strip you down not just yeah. physically like you look I, I, was, I was looking back I was like I look tired like I was look I looked gross um I probably didn't smell that great either I wasn't a stank but like I was not myself right like I was, I cried every single day, like obviously as you've seen, but I cried every single day. Um, I missed my daughter. I wanted to go home, but I knew that I was there for her. So it was like this psychological weirdness that would come over you too of like, I know I can do this. Like, I know I'm competitive, but this is a whole nother type of beast that I've never had to do before. And I commend people that are like survivor. Like that shit. Dude, that's insane. I would. I literally tell. said I was like, damn, they getting four point five six million for this survivor. They be in the wild eating a cup of rice, and they it's like what a million dollars or something. Like it's not a million dollars. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's like not even as much. I'm like Jesus. <laughs> yeah, I was right. Biggie, so the our survivor girl, she said it actually. This one was a lot more rougher, um, and I I couldn't tell you why. Um, it is probably because you at least get some fresh air. Fresh air. <laughs> some you can know what maybe what time it might be based on the sun but you can't yeah you can't see shit you're in a a dry ass place with people you don't really know probably don't want to communicate with like people stink people yeah it's just not a vibe not Not a vibe vibe. (laughs) got it um so what can people expect from you now uh squid games is pretty much over i think people are probably starting to you know watch more now um with you know just social media kind of picking it up yeah. and moving it around it's like okay you know people start going to watch it um but where can people expect to see you next yeah i don't know if i have any more opportunities on big screen tv yet but you can still listen to my voice possibly see me on youtube um i have a true crime podcast called paranoid paranoid sisters podcast that was rough paranoid sisters podcast um and yeah, and you can find me on my socials um, on Instagram at this Felicia, P-H-A-L-I-S-I-A. There's only one out there in the world and that's me. And then Twitter, Felicia, P-H-A-L-I-S-I-A, the number two. There you go. Good. Felicia, thank you so much for Felicia. See that guy? Thank you. <laughs> We're learning. Thank We're you learning. so much. For coming through and sharing your story um we're very excited to see what you do next if you have not seen squid games go check it out it's a very good show i told uh felicia before we started i watched for the queer people but i definitely enjoyed the show <laughs> it was a very very good show um so go check it out if you haven't seen it sending your audition tapes um i'm gonna send an audition tape and better you know, write some scripts out or something like to figure something out you give me some pointers after this um and uh so yeah so thank you so much Y'all already know, man, it's another episode of Queerly Black Show. I'm your host, Ashley. I'll catch y'all on the next one. Peace.